0: hello everybody and welcome back to our unnamed podcast (laughs) i'm recording this episode as episode two but it is technically episode one because we lost a portion of this episode in the recording of the original. (laughs) So I'm re-recording it and going to upload it. It's probably better if you listen to this portion first before you listen to the second episode because this is actually the precursor for the information that we provided in the podcast that is already published. As we discussed in episode one, we are actually doing a breakdown Mm -hmm. analysis and assessment of the recently released CIA FOIA docs regarding the gateway experience and hemisync technique. And what that basically allows you to do is remove your consciousness from your body. It also suggests, well, basically, straight up tells us that we are living in a holographic simulation. I know. Boom. Wisdom drop there. Now, in order for us to fully understand the Gateway Experience Brain Hemisphere Synchronization Technique, I kind of wanted to discuss a few of the underlying techniques that are utilized to get at this kind of same um, outcome through different methods and means. I also wanted to give a brief description of some of the science that was used to put this paper together. Because I don't think a lot of people understand the differences in some of these branches of science. The first branch of science that was utilized is quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics is actually the study of the nature and function of consciousness. And the reason why that is important is because this helps us to understand how the brain synchronization technique used in the gateway um, experience affects our consciousness. So there are some concepts from quantum mechanics in this paper. The second branch of science that was utilized heavily is theoretical physics. Theoretical physics is the study of the characteristics of time and space dimension and how consciousness transcends it. Now, obviously, that's pretty self-explanatory, but this is extremely important for this paper because the technique that is utilized is actually transcending time and space. The bubble in which we live in. The third branch of science that was covered heavily, uh, utilized heavily in this paper, is physics. Physics actually was used to describe the out of body states that the subjects experienced through physical science. That was important, extremely important, I would say, because it removed a lot of the occult connotations related to this kind of experience. It's not woo woo it's not metaphysical in a psychic type of nature these occult these occult occult connotations are actually detrimental and they contain a lot of i guess concepts underlying that don't necessarily line up with the true science and nature of what is actually happening to your body when this is going on the reason that's important is because there's a lot of um I guess I would say, fear tactics utilized in these occult traditions to dissuade you from actually practicing things like transcendental meditation or hypnosis. One of the questions that I want to throw out right now, and I would really like feedback from the audience. So for those of you listening on Anchor, I would love for you to send me a a quick little comment back about this question and how you would answer it. Why would the military... assigning active duty military members to take this course and to learn these techniques. Why would that be important? Just think about that and send me a voice clip back if you're listening on Anchor. I will go through them all and I would love to hear your information and thoughts and knowledge on this. Now the basis of the Gateway Experience And understanding those techniques, the most effective way is to understand and briefly profile the basic mechanics for related methods such as hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback. So I'm going to go ahead and cover those now so that you can understand the differences between those and the gateway technique. This way, we can develop a frame of reference from the very beginning that will provide very useful concepts to explain and understand the gateway technique by comparison. Now, the first technique I want to cover is called hypnosis. I think all of us have pretty much heard of hypnosis. Now, hypnosis is kind of interesting because it actually shuts down and disengages the left hemisphere of your brain. The left hemisphere of your brain is your self-cognitive, verbal, and linear reasoning components. This side of your brain helps you to assess stimulus, categorize it, and assign meaning to it. So this is really the judging center of your brain. And the information or stimulus coming into your brain is basically judged or assessed prior to passing it to the right hemisphere. When you disengage that portion of your brain, it goes directly into the right hemisphere of your brain, which is the non-critical, holistic, non-verbal, pattern-oriented portion of your brain. Those suggestions pass directly into the right hemisphere of the brain and are accepted and acted upon without judgment. Now, that's important because you... mm, theoretically could be hypnotized to do things that would not align with things that you would want to do if you were judging and reasoning those with your left hemisphere of your brain. It also inv- involves emotional reactions. Now, in the, in the study of the hypnosis technique, it's important to note that there is a sequence of points known as the homunculus, which corresponds to points in the body. So there is a small portion of your brain that these electrical signals are sent to. And based on where in this homunculus structure these electrical signals and impulses are sent is exactly directly correspondent to the area of the body that is needed to act upon the suggestions that are being sent to your brain. So for example, if the subject is suggested that their left leg is numb in hypnosis, that will translate as an electrical signal to the brain. And that happens in the brain at the point on the homunculus structure that corresponds with the left leg in the body. So I just, I kind of wanted to point that out because I found that really, really, really fascinating. Now, there's another thing in the paper that I found really fascinating about hypnosis as well. So if, for example, the subject is suggested that they will experience a general feeling of happiness and well-being that would be sent to the appropriate pleasure centers located in the brain. And they would feel a feeling of euphoria. Suggestions such as one that informs the subject that he enjoys enhanced concentration or powers of memory, that would be responded to in the right hemisphere, by accessing unused information storage capacity normally held in reserves. And the reason that's held in reserves is because the left hemisphere of the brain is in charge of selection and control processes. So basically what I'm saying is that these, these storage centers that are normally held in reserves can be accessed directly by getting the left hemisphere out of the brain. And that becomes pretty significant in the context of the gateway process because it definitely can be used to accelerate progress in the early stages of the gateway experience. Now, the second technique that was looked at to get a frame of reference for the gateway experience is called transcendental meditation. Okay. Now, transcendental meditation is different from hypnosis in the fact that Intense single-minded concentration on the process of drawing energy from the base of the spinal column up to the top of the brain and then cycling that through the front of the body into a closed-loop system actually results in what appears to be a creation of acoustical standing waves in cerebral ventrices. Those are then conducted to the gray matter in the cerebral cortex on the right side of the brain. Now, those waves that you're creating by pulling that energy up the spinal column, those stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex. And when that happens, that tends to conduct a signal along the homunculus, starting from the toes, And works its way all the way up the body. That results from the altered rhythm of the heart sounds. Which are occasioned by prolonged practice of meditation. So you can literally alter not only the brain waves in your brain, but the rhythm of your heart. What that does is it sets up sympathetic vibrations in the walls of the fluid-filled cavities, which comprise the third and lateral ventricles of the brain. So what you're actually doing is you're self-stimul- self-stimulating pleasure centers of the brain. So that's definitely a very different technique than hypnosis. Now the third technique that was utilized to get a good frame of reference and a solid understanding of how the gateway experience worked is called biofeedback that was the third consciousness altering methodology now biofeedback is pretty unique in that it employs self-cognitive powers of the left hemisphere to gain access to the right hemisphere so essentially what you're doing In the left left hemisphere, as in hypnosis, you're largely bypassing or ignoring that. But in biofeedback, it actually teaches your left hemisphere to visualize the desired result and then recognize the feelings associated with that in your right hemisphere. So you're not necessarily moving the left, left hemisphere out of the way. You're actually using it to consciously affect that change, and then your right-hand hemisphere of your brain is feeling into those feelings and associating them with that in order to produce the desired results. So let's say, for example, that you have a wound in your left leg and you want to increase blood flow to your left leg using biofeedback. You could imagine with your left side of your brain, which is the conscious, linear, logical, thinking, rational side of your brain, you could imagine moving blood to the left side of your leg where that um, wound is actually contained. And then once you have been able to successfully imagine that and get in a state where you are doing that, your right hand brain can then associate the feelings of that and can re- create that experience anytime it wants. So the left-hand brain consciousness is enabled to access appropriate areas in, the areas in the right-hand brain using what seems to be like a conscious on-demand mode. You can actually measure this. So for example, if you wanted to take a thermometer to see if your blood flow in the left-hand side of your leg was actually increasing you could measure that with a thermometer because the temperature would go up. Now, the hemi-sync technique, which is the gateway experience, is completely different in the fact that it brings enhanced strength and focus and coherence to the amplitude and frequency of the brain wave output between the left and right hemispheres. So you're altering your consciousness and moving it outside the physical sphere to escape even the restrictions of time and space by synchronizing both portions of your brain. So you're not actually getting one out of the way. You're not using one and then the other. You are literally making your brain function wholly together in one unified system. That's why this technique is so important and so powerful. When you're able to synchronize both hemispheres of your brain and move your consciousness outside of your physical vessel, you can then access intuitive knowledge that the universe offers. Obviously, this technique is very different from the techniques that we just described. Hemisync is essentially a state of consciousness defined as EEG patterns of both hemispheres simultaneously equal in amplitude and frequency. So these are tapes that people actually listened to to synchronize both sides of their brain. What happens when this occurs? If you think about your brain like a lamp... When your brain is in its normal state, that's like a lamp sending out heat and light, but in a very chaotic and incoherent way. It's very dis- diffused energy, it's just kind of scattered and going anywhere. But after hemisync, the brain is like a laser beam which produces a disciplined stream of light. When you focus, train, gain coherence, and your brain begins to resonate at an increased vibrational level, this allows your brain to connect with more sophisticated and, let's say, rare energy levels in the universe. Now, we're assuming that the brain is capable of processing any of that information that comes in, same as it would as any ordinary cognitive input. It's perceived through visual symbols, Intuition and visual and oral A U R A L perception. So that's why those techniques to me are fascinating to understand how they work on different areas of the brain as well as the body, and then to understand a good foundational knowledge of how hemisync is actually very different. Now, there's an important point to mention here about HemiSync that I wanted to explain to you guys. The way that this works and why it is so absolutely um, successful is called frequency following response. Now, why frequency following response is important is because it takes advantage, HemiSync takes advantage of this phenomenon. So what happens is, if you, if you have um, an outside sound that is the same frequency as the brain, your brain will try to mimic that frequency output response. So if it is a normal brain frequency that's coming in from the outside, your brain automatically tries to frequent... Frequ- sorry. <laughs> Synchronize with that outside sound. Now, the way that HemiSync actually works is by utilizing two different frequencies, one on the light- left side and one on the right side. And they're about 10 hertz offset. So you would have, for example, a 4 hertz sound in the left and a 14 hertz sound in the right what happens is your brain hears it as the difference between those frequencies. That's known as the beat frequency. So it's not like your brain is hearing two completely different frequency sounds. It's not. What it's doing is synchronizing it to hear only the difference in those those two sounds. So, I thought that was pretty fascinating as well. So, that's pretty much all that we covered in the first portion of the podcast that did not get added to <laughs> the one that we've already published. So, I hope that this was helpful and gave you a little bit better understanding of the foundational techniques that were utilized to study the Gateway Hemisphere. I'm sorry, the Gateway Experience and HemiSync technique. Again, I would love to hear back from you guys about why it is that you think the military would be assigning active duty members to take this course and to learn these techniques. Thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to hear from you guys.